This is Justin Nackpill again with the Road to Wealth podcast. It is Sunday, June 20th, and on today's episode, we have Tyler Wright from Defining Wealth. This is a great episode where we specifically talk about his mindset, and I want to thank Tyler for offering his passion and his drive and ultimately giving us a little bit of insight to how he structures his internal motivations. Uh, We talk about mindset. We talk about how to stay motivated and also how that relates to his financial independence and just uh, FI overall. Uh, He's a young 27-year-old millionaire um, through a variety of different income streams from both real estate, from stocks, as well as his 9-to-5 job. And um, definitely want to thank him for coming out today. Um, Ironically, today is Father's Day. And um, from a fellow father, for those fathers that are listening, I want to wish you a happy day and hopefully you take some enjoyment from this episode. Um, We did actually put a new segment at the end where I put a lightning round uh, question to ask Tyler, and you'll see that within the next coming episodes as well. Um, So again, I'll put all of Tyler's information within the show notes. And for those that um, are following the Road to Wealth podcast, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Please share it with a friend or family member. Uh, You could find all my social um, within... um, the show notes uh, for both at Road to Wealth Podcast on Instagram and at Road to Wealth Pod on Twitter. Thank you again to Tyler, and we will be getting into the episode now. Good evening, everyone. This is Justin Nackville again with the Road to Wealth Podcast, and I'm honored to have Tyler Wright from Defining Wealth calling all the way from uh, Orlando, Florida himself. So, Tyler, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? I'm I'm excited to be here. You know, I know that we've you know, got you know close on Twitter and started talking back and forth and have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of alignment and you know some of the stuff that we're talking about. So I'm happy to be here and you know just dive more into everything that we've been going over. The one thing that uh, you know that, that we have in common as well, just you know from you know me being Chicago and Tyler being from Florida, is that our humidity is ridiculous. So <laughs> yeah, I feel that. So, no, I appreciate you coming on to talk about money. And um, for, for those that don't know, um, Tyler is a well-successful uh, investor. Uh, he's dabbled into a, a various amounts of real estate uh, where his net worth is well over a million dollars and he's not even 30 yet. So um, as a mid-30-year-old, I'm, I'm not only jealous, but I'm curious. So that's why we're on the, on the, on the pod, brother. Well, let's, let's dive into it, man. Is there anything, that, any sort of way you want me to you know start talking about things or... Yeah, yeah. I, I think to kick off, man, I, I, one big piece that I really wanted to know was, you know, what was the catalyst to start your money journey? You know, sometimes I think about that, you know, and I go, because I think it starts from like the beginning. It, you know, it, it's like I could start when I'm 22, but I think that like you you almost decide in a lot of ways who you are and what, you know, how you're going to operate well before that. You know, it starts in elementary, middle and, and high school, as crazy as that sounds, but you know, that's why a lot of people will say, all right, you know, well, school doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter how well you do in school. And a lot of that I agree with, but, you know, I think school serves a purpose in, in, you know, showing how hard you're going to work towards something, how consistent you can be, how disciplined you can be. And you can find that in other avenues. It doesn't necessarily have to be school, but um, you know, for me growing up, it was, it was sports and school. You know, I, I, I played pretty much every sport under the sun. I mean, I, I played golf, I wrestled, I played baseball, I kickboxed, I played basketball, I played football, obviously not all in high school, but throughout, throughout my, you know, younger years. And that taught me a lot, you know, as far as just 
leadership, as far as being social, um, and all these things kind of tie into my money journey because it really came from, you know, being that person, right? Being that that person that um, is learning about social skills and communication and leadership. Um, you know, in in school, I I always and I don't know. This is another thing I think about because my I didn't come home and my parents weren't like, Hey, if you don't get a 95, then don't show back up to the house, you know, but I did, you know, like I never really had that pressure, but I always had some sort of unexplained personal pressure that I put on myself, whether that be for good or for bad. I think it was mostly good, but um, you know, I, in, in school, I, I literally, I think I graduated with like a 4.7 or 4.8 in high school, graduated like fifth in my class had like a 33 on the ACT Um you know, and, and got scholarships to go to school. So that was a big thing. That was a big thing. A big first part of my money journey was I basically paid for my college from a four-year degree, which I didn't even up needing. But the point is that I didn't get in a ton of debt, you know, off the beginning. Um, you know, so I think it's really important for people to, to not start off in the negative, if at all possible. And I think that a lot of times, you know, people might say, oh, well, you know, I, I don't, I didn't come from money or, you know, but you have a lot of control over your grades growing up to get you into school. If that's what you want to do. Um, there's also a ton of scholarships, which I applied for. Um, and then I also worked two or three jobs in college too. Um, you know, so I, I was able to graduate with a little, you know, I don't know, five, 10 grand saved up. And, um, and I also didn't have any student loan debt. So <clears throat> for me, I always, yeah, I went to school for finance, which, you know, people are like, oh, well, that's what it was. Like you went to school for finance. But I tell people, you know, 98, 99% of what I know about personal finance stocks, real estate came from after that, you know, because so like it was more just book knowledge, like stuff that you don't really need. You know, there was there was some good, helpful stuff in there as far as definitions of financial terms and stuff like that. But you know, it didn't really, it's nowhere near compared to what I've learned from experience and, and self-education after the fact. But, you know, so I started off young, you know, I was 22, like I said, I, I mean, I had saved up, a, you know, five, 10 grand, maybe. So it's basically starting off at nothing. Um, and I got a job in sales, you know, it, particularly staffing, right. So like recruitment, um, which I didn't even know what that was at the time. Like I said, I went to school for finance, didn't think that I was going to end up there. Um, I thought I was going to do like investment banking or financial advising or, you know, something along those lines. Um, and then literally, you know, it was, it, it wasn't really like a really great story. I literally just went to a career fair and one of the, one of my best friends, his, his older brother was there and he was started working for this company, um, had just started working from like a month ago, but for some reason they sent him to the, to the career fair. So I was like, Oh, what do you guys do? And he's like, ah, you know, I don't honestly, I just started here. Not, not, not too sure. You know, so I just started talking to him. I was like, all right, well, I need an internship, um, you know, before the end of the uh, year, I think I still had like three or four months before I graduated. And so I'd started an internship with them. Um, and then I ended up, you know, coming on with them full time you know, after three or four months. And then from there, it was really just like, you know, I just kept taking one step up. I mean, I started off and this is what I always tell people. I started off my, my starting salary was 30 grand. Um, you know, but it was mostly commission-based. So I was able to get paid off of what I was good at, which was just outworking everybody, you know, like it, I was, I, it's the classic. I mean, everything that you've read in a book, you know, show up early, you know, stay late, you know, work hard, learn from the people that are doing what you want to do or, or where you are, you know, learn from them. What did they do to get there? What, what secrets and tips can they, you know, teach you? educating on your own, reading books, YouTube, whatever, 
um, you know, and just immersing yourself and trying to become the best at, at whatever it is that you're doing. So for me, you know, I got off to a really good start because I mean, I, well, I mean, I was only making 30 grand, but I was I was a resident advisor. So basically, I was in a fraternity in college, and I was president of the fraternity. And there's another thing, like, you know, some people are like, oh, we got, you know, lucky with what I'm about to say, because because I was I didn't pay rent for my first two years of of live of like adult life. And like, oh, it's kind of lucky, but it's not lucky because, you know, because I had earned it from being in the fraternity, being involved, being a leader, being president, sacrificing a lot of time and effort to that. So then when a resident advisor slot came open, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do it. And so did it suck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I lived in a fraternity house working nine to five and it's exactly what it sounded like, you know, for the most part. The worst part is the, the, the house that you're the house dad and the, the suite is right near the entrance where 30 guys come into the house in and out at all times of the day. But, you know, I was still right out of college. Um, you know, so I didn't mind it that much. And, but the thing they allowed me to do is I didn't pay utilities. I didn't pay rent. I didn't pay maintenance. I didn't have a car payment. The only thing I was spending money on maybe was like groceries, you know? Uh, so I was able to, I had no expenses at all. I didn't have expenses for two years. And then in those two years, I was able to take that starting salary of 30 grand. The first year I made like probably 50 or 60 from like the 30 plus commission for that first year. And the second year I bumped up to about a hundred. So I wasn't, I didn't even start paying rent at all until I was making over six figures, you know? So that took, and, and where was all the money going? Well, at first I was like, I know a little bit about stocks, you know, from, I did a little bit of trading in college and, and um, you know, I had the finance degree, but for me, it was like, all right, I know I need to get this out of, of my hands and I know I need to invest in the, in the first, the best place to do that or the easiest for me at the time was just get into the stock market. So for me at the beginning, you know, it was really about not starting off in debt, you know, working jobs in college, getting scholarships, doing whatever you got to do. Um, you know, getting a job where you can control the income is what I, what I preach more than anything. Like if I had a financial, if I was a coach for somebody and they came in and, you know, they were like, Hey, you know, I'm making 30, 40 grand. How do I, you know, how do I change my finances around? Do I need a budget? Do I need to just learn about, you know, what to invest in? I'd be like, before we do anything, we need to raise your income. Like we got to figure out a way to get this up because, and, and people overlook that. I think it's because it's the hardest thing to, it can be the hardest thing to do. It's really not, but people don't really spend a lot of time on it because I think that just in the investment world, it's more focused on hey, how do we structure your investments? How do we structure like, you know, a target date portfolio or a three fund portfolio or, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, why are you doing that with somebody that's investing $50 a month? You know, like, like let, we can, we can actually quadruple or more easily how much they're investing every month, like to like 100 or 200 or 300 just by all right side hustle or second job, or, you know, maybe a little sacrifice. That's fine. Whatever, you know, or, uh, you know, online affiliate market, whatever it might be, you know, going out and making more money or getting a job where you're able to control your income. Like I did. And like I said, I, I didn't necessarily know that was going to be the thing that I needed to do. Now I'm like, you're a genius. Right. But I, I you know, in that sense, it might've been, it was a little bit of luck, but I took advantage of the opportunity that was given and, and, and raised my income. So stay out of debt, uh, keep your expenses low. I raised my income as much as possible. And then I, and I, and I invested. You know, so that's kind of like the very beginning of it for me. Um, 
And I guess the last part of that, that's kind of all intertwined as, as well is just reading and YouTubing and t- buying courses, absolutely everything I could get my hands on, you know, like, and, and, and just making that a part of your life where it's like, Hey, every single week, I'm going to read a book every single week. I'm going to, you know, whatever it is. And, and I, and I've done that every week for the last five, six years, you know? So it's like, that's it at just like compound interest adds up on, on investments. I mean, when you start to read a lot, you start, you know, you really start, you hear things coming out of your mouth and you're like, damn, like, you know, like, I don't even remember where like I, like I figured that out, but you just, there's compound interest of knowledge of, of just over time, you know, you're reading all these books and then, and then you have, at a certain level, you start connecting the ideas from the books and, and developing new ideas. So um, it's really important just to continue to learn. I think that like um, the best thing that you can do is, is, you know, find a way to, to read, you know, in some sense, so whether it's listening or watching videos or whatever. But for me, you know, at the time I was like, all right, you know, I don't have time to read at a certain point. I, I used to read like physical books. And so I was like, all right, where do I have time? Like, you know, so I was like, all right, well, I'm spending 30, 45 minutes driving to work, 30, 45 minutes driving home. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to get on Audible, got on Audible, and then basically like train my ear after a while to listen to it on like time and a half. <laughs> time and a half times an hour and a half is, you know, it, it's like, in between two and three hours a day of and books are about eight or nine hours. So you can get through a book in a week easily. And now I do now I've read like 130 or 140 books in the last like two or three years just Hmm. from, from listening. So it's like trying to find little ways like that, where you can, you got to go, what is important? What is like, what do I, like, if I had to make a perfect day, what would be in that day? Like maybe it's working out, maybe it's reading, right. Maybe it's time with family. Maybe it's, you know, work itself, and all right, now, how do I make sure that I fit that in these days? You know, and a lot of people go, oh, I don't have time. You got time somewhere, you know, like your lunch break. A lot of people at my, at my office, you know, they go, you know, well, when, when everybody used to be in the office, I yeah. guess, um, you know, they go out every day and go out to lunch, like, you know, and that's fine, whatever, you know, like, but now I only go to lunch on Fridays with like friends and people in the office. And from 12 to one, you know, I spend time creating content spend time DMing people back, spend time, you know, working on, you know, it depends on what period of my life it was. At one point it was real estate and stocks and now it's a little bit of everything, but it's, it's really about trying to find those areas to where you can do it on a consistent daily basis. Because if you don't do these things that are important on a consistent everyday basis, then, then it's not going to matter that much, to be honest. And there's a lot to unpack there, Tyler. So thank you for giving that that full, you know, uh, history, man. Um, you gotta you gotta wrote me in, man. Otherwise, I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's just the beginning. I, I love it, man. Um, and you spoke a lot about you know what accelerated you know that that mindset, and that's really the the tone of the the, the episode um, for the listeners that I wanted to, to really just talk to you about is you know that that drive time or that that acceleration time to get to that mindset piece. Um, there, there was one monologue that you had in your car, um, and it's on Instagram. And of course, listeners, I'm going to have Tyler's information here that I encourage you to follow. Uh, 20,000 followers on Instagram, more than 2,000 on, on Twitter and growing. But there's one monologue where you talked about self-identity, Tyler. I don't know if you remember this one. Um, and it really uh, kind of captured me because I think there, there's a lot of nuggets there. And I, I was similar where I have a finance background myself. I got into sales. And that whole affirmation piece was something that we continually have to fuel ourselves every day in order to stay motivated. 
and I love your energy because you, you talk a lot about it. Um, how do you, you know, identify yourself from, from a, either a daily or weekly basis? You've really talked about, I am this, I am that. Share with the listeners what you meant by that. Yeah. So, and, and this is one of those things that's kind of, it's like a common misconception because I'm going to say a certain thing and you're going to think a certain, like a, like a different idea that, so the idea that everyone talks about or that thinks about, and sometimes has a negative connotation is like fake it till you make it. Cause it sounds like you're doing something um, like devious. It sounds like you're doing something uh, literally fake, right. And trying to, you know, fake out other people and make them think you're something that you're not. And, and I agree with that. And, and I'll explain the difference between that and, and what I talk about, which is um, part of my identity portion is, is called be, do, have, right? So it's you, most people think that it's do, have, be, right? So you do things, let, let's say it's the easiest one for me is talk about exercise and diet, just because I don't know, it's very like physical and point blank. So if I, if I, people think that you do something, right? Like you do the workouts, you do the eating, right? You do all that. And then you have the things, right? Which would be a, a nice body, you know, lost weight, good cholesterol, whatever it might be. And then at that point you've done, you do, you have, and then once you have, then you be, you become. So at that point, now people go, Hey, I'm a runner or, Hey, I'm a, I'm somebody who works out. I'm somebody who makes good decisions when it comes to nutrition and exercise. But what you don't understand is that that B has to come first or the whole loop never happens. Because if you don't truly believe, and, and, and this is this is why I'm going to put out a random number, but 90 to 95% of diets fail. It's, it might be more than that. It's, but it's because people don't identify as somebody who is makes good decisions, somebody who works out, somebody who diets, or not diets, but somebody who makes good nutritional decisions, right? And that's another thing with diets is that they're, they're, it's short-term thinking, right? And it, it, you have to build a lifestyle. You have to build an identity, not just a, hey, I'm going to eat better for three months. And then, you know, then I'll just magically be fine for the rest of my life. So what you have to do is first you have to be, right? You have to, you have to believe that you are. And you're like, oh, well, that's, that's lying to yourself. Not really. You have to, because you have to feel as if you are. Otherwise, you will not do the things that that person does, right? So if, if I if I feel that I am right. And that's, that's being, I, I'm being someone who is, who eats right and works out. And I believe that that is part of my identity. That is who I am. That's not, you know, but if I, if I believe that I am not somebody that does those things, then I'm not going to work out or I might work out for three days and then I'm going to stop. But if I wake up every morning and I go, I am somebody who eats right. I am somebody who works out. That is part of my identity. That is who I am. Then I am going to do the things Right to then have the things that I want to have, which is a, a good body, a healthy, uh, you know, healthy body, a clear mindset, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what one thing I talk about the difference between be, do have and fake it till you make it in my eyes is it, they're, they're similar, but fake it till you make it is more like, Hey, uh, I'm let's, let's say something I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know. Like, uh, like if I was a, a, a baseball coach, right. I'm not a baseball coach. I like, you know, I played baseball a long time ago, but I, in no shape or form should I be charging people for baseball lessons. But if I was faking it till I make it, well, then I'm just like, all right, I'm going to put out a, a, you know, ads. I'm going to start an account and say, I'm a baseball coach and I'm going to get people to pay me. And, you know, if I just believe that I am, uh, then, then I am right. So then I'm, I'm faking it till I make it. But the difference between that and B2B do have is B2 have is more like uh, behavioral in a mm-hmm. sense. Like 
what what behaviors do I believe are a part of my identity? And fake it till you make it is like, hey, I'm going to try to tell people I'm something that I'm not so that I can get some sort of financial gain or, or something out of them. When the other one is more like be to have as a conversation with myself, it, it, it is, it's an internal conversation of like, hey, this is who I am. This is who you are, Tyler. Right. This is, and, and most of the time it's something that I want to be, but I have to believe that I already am it. Right. And then the, and the fake it till you make it is an external conversation. Typically, it's typically a me and the world. Hey, everybody, look at me. I'm I'm this, even though I know I'm not. Right. So that and I think that's an important difference, because I think mm-hmm. sometimes when I start talking about it, people identify it, not identify themselves, but identify that with fake it till you make it. And if you do that, then you shut me out. Then you don't listen to the rest of it. Then you think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I hear you, but there's, there's a difference between the two. Sure. No, I, I, I hear you on that because I, I think there's an element where, you know, what, what you're saying, it, it almost reminds me of that famous Nike quote where it's like, if you have a body, you're an athlete, right? There's this element of, you know, if, if you want to be a success, successful as an investor or claim yourself as an investor, you have to start building those habits and, 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 and just identify first. You know, having those limiting beliefs of, oh, I, I'm not a money person, like that's not going to bring you anywhere. That's the thing, too, that I talk about all the time is there is no such thing as a math person. There is no such thing as a money person. There is no such thing as a nutrition person or a you know workout person. Like, yeah, there are some people that maybe are like a little bit more like skewed genetically to do a certain thing. But like it, that's like nature over nurture, like your environment, your upbringing, your decisions that you make have much, 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 much more control over what happens in your life than the, the genetics that you're born with, right? Like people in the NFL, people in the NBA, the ones that, yeah, some of that obviously is genetic, but the people that make it to the top of the top of the top are just the ones that outwork the other ones, right? And they made a decision like, hey, I am going to be the best. Like you talk about Kobe Bryant, say Kobe Bryant, you know, this is coming from his coach. He said that Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade he had the same um, Tim workout coach. He said yeah. neither of them were the, were the most athletic person I saw, not even close. But they, they were just the ones that outworked everyone and made the decision that they that they were the best. Like, and you couldn't tell them otherwise. And as a result, they became you know they they became the best. Especially Kobe Bryant became the best. And Michael, I think Michael Jordan had a lot of that in him too. Was just kind of like, hey, I am the best. This is my identity. And, and and like I said, it's not necessarily about saying like when it comes to investing, it's not saying oh I'm a great investor. <clears throat> um, you know, like. I make a ton of money or whatever. It's, it's about saying I do the things that great investors do. Like, like that's, that is my, my identity is the behaviors. My identity, you know, in the basketball example, it's I work out in the morning at 4am or you know, whatever it is that, that it takes. Like, you know, I'm the, I go and I shoot a hundred extra free throws when practice is over. Right. Not I'm the best basketball player. I know I'm the best basketball player. It's, I, I know that I'm going to outwork them. I know that this is when I'm going to outwork them. I know that this is what I do before practice. This is what I do during practice. This is what I do after practice, even if you've never done it before, right? So if you're going to try to set out and make a change, you've got to say, hey, these are the behaviors that I, or the habits right. that I want to have because those behaviors or habits are going to lead me in the direction of what I want. So I have to identify as those habits, right, or those behaviors being my behaviors. And then as a result, you know, like I said, so in the, in the physical example, if I say, Hey, I am somebody that, you know, works out. I am somebody that eats right. I am somebody that drinks water. I am somebody that whatever, like 
imagine where I'm going to be in four months. Like there's no, there's, there's actually a, almost a 0% chance that I don't end up where I wanted to go. Yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to like, uh, I worked out every day. I drank water every day. I ate right every day. Right. Then in four months, guess where I'm going to end up? I'm going to end up exactly, you know, where I wanted to, but I have to first say that that is who I am. Like deep down yeah. to my core, not just, Hey, I'm trying to learn something new and you know, like maybe it's me. I'm not really sure, but it's like, no, those behaviors, those habits that I've decided are the most important to get me towards my goal are a part of who I am. Yeah. No, thanks for that. Cause I, you know, I think you and I share the same favorite book and James Clear's atomic habits, right. And he talks about self identification and, you know, building the, you know, your habit system. And I'm curious, you know, you, you, you talked a little bit, either within the posts or you, you've shared online uh, your morning ha- your morning habits and your system. Can you share a little bit about that with, with the listeners and how you built that? Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've just, it's a lot of experimentation really over mm-hmm. the years. Um, you know, there, it's really comes from books again that I've read ideas that I've been exposed to. You got to think about like to go back to the book thing, nothing that I've ever done has ever been like a, just a naturally creative idea that didn't come from somewhere else, right? If that makes sense. So like, it all has come from everything that I've ever thought of has come from either a person I've met, an idea that they've had, a book that I've read. So I think just exposing yourself to as many things as possible when it comes to self-improvement, morning routines, whatever it is, is important. You know, read, read, read on it and, and go, what are, what is everybody else doing? What are, or at least the people that, that you want to be like, I guess. Um, and so for me, it's kind of been a combination of a couple different things. Um, typically in the morning, um, the first thing that I do, and actually this is something that um, I believe came from a book for, by Craig Ballantyne. Um, I forget what the name of the book is, but it's something like something new with the morning routine. But basically his thing is like, you need to get up and you need to, to do some sort of work right away. Like, like you need to like, before you even, yeah, I mean, maybe you splash some water in your face, drink some water. Usually I'll drink some water, splash some water in my face, um, you know, whatever, maybe take a shower. But then I try to sit down on my computer and immediately knock out like something that's been pressing, like whatever, like it doesn't always have to be the hardest or the easiest, but it's got to be something that's important. And I try to sit down, even if it's for like 15, 30, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is, and do that thing first. Right. Um, and then it's on to basically like I, I work in order of kind of goes back to the other thing as far as the habits, like what do I want to say at the end of the day? you look at everything from the, from the future looking back. So at the end of the day, what do I want to say that I accomplished over the, over the previous day, right? And you can do that with the week and the month and the year and all that stuff too. But as far as the day, you know, what I want to accomplish, what I want to accomplish is, you know, a getting up and and knocking out like some important thing. I want to do something physical in some sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like some sort of movement. So typically I'll go to the gym or I'll run or, or, you know, go to the sauna or both. Um, So typically I do, do something where I'm, where I'm moving. And then after that, I will typically um, do, I do Wim Hof breathing, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know if you're familiar, but it's basically just kind of like controlled hyperventilation in a way. Uh, but it's, it's about 10 minutes. Like you can look it up on YouTube. Don't do it while you're driving uh, or operating heavy machinery, I guess. <laughs> um, but you know, it's something that really changed how I felt and really woke me up and really cleared my mind and really um, took away a lot of stress and anxiety that I didn't even really kind of know. I guess I kind of knew it was there, but yeah. didn't fully know it was there. Um, so it's something that kind of, it, it's spiritual in a sense, but it's also physical. So, um, and I, I guess I skipped a part too. So get up and do that important thing. 
go to the go to the sauna or the gym. And while I'm in the sauna or the gym, I'm also listening to an audio book, right? Yep. So I'm knocking out physical, uh, mental, spiritual, like all all at the same time, really. So I'm like, and then the last thing that I do, um, you know, so maybe it's 30 minutes at the uh, knocking out thing, and then it's like 30 minutes working out and listening to a book, uh, you know, and sweating in the sauna. Um, and then like 10 minutes breathing. And then, yeah, typically at the end, like I'll spend maybe 10, 15 minutes and this changes every day, but if there's something really pressing that I'm, that I'm like thinking about, like, like, like a new course or someone, you know, whatever it might be a property or, uh, you know, it could be a personal Mm -hmm. question. I try to give myself time to think, like really, you know, think about whatever it is. Cause I think that we don't, I think that we don't get to think, I think that we don't get to think enough about things in life because, we're so busy. Right. And like, when's the last time you sat down for like 10 or 15 minutes, like nothing going on, no TV, no phone, no nothing. And you're just like, I'm going to think about, I'm going to think about this stuff. Like whatever it is, like, even if there's no, or you just wait until whatever's the most pressing thing pops in your head and, and, and you think about it. Um, and you know, something that might change out with that is typically I try to, um, you know, I think about, there's something I've read. It was, I think it was, again, something I read, um, I think it's the science of getting rich. And I think they have like a YouTube, thing that you can watch is basically mm. the book. Um, and this isn't necessarily religious, but basically they have a thing in there where it's kind of a morning affirmation in a sense. Mm. And it goes, you know, there's only one God and that God will basically give me whatever it is that I can deeply, deeply and specifically envision. And then I have to feel as if I've already accomplished that. And I, and I soak up those feelings. So it might be like, Hey, what do I really want? Like, what do I want my life to look like in three months or, or six months or a year? What do I want it to look like? And why is that going to be awesome? Right. Why is that? Well, how is that going to feel? Right. So if in a year from now, if I've got, you know, X in my stock portfolio, I'm this much closer to retirement and I've got, you know, uh, you know, I'm on vacation and I'm, you know, finally, not worried about money or, you know, whatever, whatever your thing is, you know, and then, and then you feel that you feel, you know, intense emotions, freedom, bliss, happiness, stress-free, peaceful, um, you know, all those kind of things. And you really try to feel that emotion. Right. And this is like a lot of books that I've read have all kind of come together and said the same kind of thing. And what it does is it really kind of goes back to the be do have thing right you mm-hmm. you you really tune your body in and your mind and your subconscious into going this is who i am set to become this is who this is you know and, and not only that but you kind of by looking at the emotions and feeling those emotions you're already feeling the end as if it's now so so you're you're already being you're you are becoming that future tense of yourself now right so you don't wait until the end to, to experience the emotions that come along with it. You don't wait until you graduate from college to be happy. You don't wait until you get a promotion, you know, to feel, you know, accomplished. You don't wait until you're financially free to, you know, drop your shoulders a little bit. You go and you seek those things and you work towards them, but you give yourself the emotion of as if you've already accomplished it so that you're able to live. Cause otherwise you almost, a lot of people, they'll, they'll psych themselves out. They'll sabotage themselves because they think about these things and these things cause them stress and they feel stress. And so when they think about it, they try to avoid stress. And as a result, they end up avoiding the very thing that they think that they want. But if you, uh, if you associate 
positive emotions. If you, if you associate, you know, graduating college or the job promotion or being financially free or whatever it is, you associate that with a, a feeling of freedom, a feeling of peace, a feeling of, of, of accomplishment, right. Of, of pride, of wealth, of whatever it is. And you feel that and, and you, and you genuinely feel that emotion in your heart, then that becomes the association that drives you on a daily basis when you think about these things, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. No, th- thank you for, thank you for that. Because I, I think that affirmation piece, I, I, what I'm hearing is that it's more of, can you capture and have that visceral, you know, reaction or, you know, that, that gratitude or any, any form of real, th- that self-realization that, you know, this came to fruition and all your hard work paid off. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I think I think that kind of goes in line with it. It's really just about, you know, having having those emotions. The, your emotions run your life, right? And they say e- emotion is energy in motion, right? So, like, I mean, think about it. Like, what, what is somebody that is depressed? What what you know? What, how do they act? Like, have you ever seen someone like, oh, they're super depressed, uh, and they went on to be successful, and they read all the time, and they work out, and they accomplish a lot, right? But what is what is even physiological? What does depression look like? Depression looks like this: like I'm slumped over, I'm sad. So you can you can even heighten your state immediately by drawing your shoulders back, taking a deep breath, smiling, right? And all this stuff to a lot of people probably sounds like mumbo jumbo, but do it. I mean, like literally, like you, if you, and that's why, like I always try to think about like how I how do I look? How do I feel? Because like sometimes when I'm getting stressed out, I'll notice that I'm like hunched over. I notice that I'm like. You know, I'm kind of breathing shallow, yeah. shallowly. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm breathing shallow, right? And and so I can immediately change those things, change my physiology. And this is something Tony Robbins talks about a lot. Um, it's 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 basically programming for your body. And so you know, being able to do that on a physiological level just by having good posture, smiling, talking confidently. That's another thing. If somebody is talking, you know, really slow and they're talking like this, like. You know, that's probably someone that is sad or is down or something. And just by talking more confidently and feeling more confidently, then you are confident, right? And so that that's kind of goes back to the be do have thing. Like what what emotions do you want to have? And why are you not feeling them every single day? You know, some people are like, all right, well, I want to be happy. All right, when's the last time you felt happy, bud? And then and they tell me, oh, well, I, you know, I guess you know, when I was with that last girl, you know, before she broke up with me, like six, I'm like, you haven't felt happy in six months. You know, like you should feel happy every single day. You know, you should feel confident every single day. You should feel wealthy regardless of the number in your bank account every single day. If you, whatever emotions that you decide that you want to feel, those are available to you. Some things might make it harder, right? You might have a bad day. There might be bad external things going on. You might have gotten in a car wreck or got some bad news or whatever it is, but has has anyone ever gotten in a car wreck and then in a car wreck and then 30 minutes later been happy? Yeah, because they're not they're they correlate, but not directly. Yeah. So so it's like, you know, and then you're like, all right, well, why would I want to be happy? Oh, I'm like, everybody wants to be like that. Like emotions are the most That's important thing about in life. Everything that we do is for a feeling. Like everything, like deep down, like why do we do anything that we ever do? Why do we get a lot of money? Well, maybe we want to be more financially free. Why do we want to be financially free? Spend more time with our family. Why do we want to spend time with our family? Because it makes us feel good. You know, like it, it always comes back to feeling good. And so what people need to understand is that you don't have to wait for these things to happen in your life 
to feel good, right? You can feel good now and you can make that decision and you can still work towards these things. But what you'll find out is that if you feel as if you have already accomplished them, right? And you take those feelings of gratitude, freedom, happiness, then it just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's a loop. If I feel, if I be the happy, right? If I be successful, be wealthy, be confident, then I'm going to do the things that confident, happy, wealthy people do, which is get more confidence, wealth, and happiness, you know? So it's like you, people think that there's like this thing, like this, this bridge, you know, that you cross, like, oh, you hit six figures and then God comes down and he goes, here's your fucking happiness coupon, you know, like now you can be happy forever, you know? So it's like, but that doesn't happen. There's no amount of money or anything in life that is ever going to be like, Hey, you're good. Now you're good. Now you can be happy or, or wealthy or confident or whatever. Right. And some of those things come along. Like I said, there is an external factor. The more you do something, the more confident you can become, but getting good at that thing didn't, wasn't the only determinant in whether or not you felt confident. Right. It just, it just eased you up a little bit to feel confident, but you could have felt it from the beginning. So that's why I think it's so important in the morning, you know, to, to get in, in touch with those emotions of what do I want to feel, right? Happiness, freedom, wealth, confidence. Sometimes it's maybe each day it's different. Like maybe you focus on like, you know, some days you maybe you need serenity, which is just a, a peace, right? You know, something like just calmness. You know, maybe some days it's confidence. Maybe some days it's wealth, um, you know, and focus on these emotions and feel them because most people look back over life and they go, I, I thought, Mm-hmm. I thought like there was this going to come this time and it never came, but it doesn't ever come. Like the time is in front of us right now. And that's all that we're ever given to feel these things. So that that's why I'm big on feelings and emotions. And one of the books again, that I uh, read that really changed my life was um, it's a whole series by Joe Dispenza. He's a, mm-hmm. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, you know, it's breaking the habit of being yourself, which mm-hmm. is kind of a perfect title for everything I just talked about. <laughs> Um, but it's super scientific. A lot of it's way over my head to be honest, but just listening to it, you know, and it's a lot of it's backed up by, you know, scientific, um, you know, studies and, 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 and tests and all that kind of stuff. So, um, that, that's why I'm big on, on, on feelings and mindset and that, in, in that piece as well. I think it's all interconnected is, is basically the point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what, what, uh, you know, I see a lot, especially, you know, different from our, our Twitter and, you know, money Twitter community is that, you know, we all have these self-affirmations of our goals. And I feel like, you know, what we tend to try to find with, you know, people that are not on money Twitter or, you know, maybe a client or something like that is, you know, the disbelief or doubt that, you know, enters their mind. You know, I'm curious if, even though we're trying to seek happiness and we're trying to hit our goals, there is this piece of imposter syndrome or doubt that may, you know, limit sometimes. How do you generally handle that when that, crosses your mind I, I think you've got to go back and look at the facts like when 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 you're thinking about hey i'm an imposter or i'm this or i'm that you know because this happens to me all the time you know everything that i say you know i hope i hope any, everyone doesn't you know listen to this and go oh this guy's got it 100 figured out like you know like everything i talk about is my struggle right and i'm all most of it's continued struggle it's life it's, it's we go through this every day there's no you know, you don't hit a day and you're like, eh, figured it all out. I'm happy forever. Now I just think about happiness and I'm happy. Right. It's a constant, you know, you know, battle facing that thing inside of you, whatever you want to call it that says, Hey, you're not good enough. Or, 
you know, Hey, you're an imposter. But for me, <clears throat> I, I'm really like an analytical, like logical thinker. And I try to go, is that true? Like, I just ask myself, is that true? Mm. Like whatever, whatever thought it is that I'm thinking. And sometimes even I use the same thing when people argue with me on Twitter or Instagram, because a lot of people say a lot of crazy stuff, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and I go, I just stop. Like, cause one, I never fight with people on the internet. Cause I just think this is absolutely not worth it in any way, shape or form ever. Cause people are crazy. And, but that's a side it's note. Not worth the two, yeah. two, you know, it's, I go, what, whatever they're saying, you know, maybe they're not saying it in the right way or the right tone, but is it true? And sometimes I'll go, you know what? He's got a good point. Or maybe he just maybe misunderstood this, or maybe I need to explain a little bit better and I can take that and I can use that to grow. Right. And with myself, when, when I, when I hear my own self, right, it's awareness. You have to become aware because a lot of times people are going through life and they have no idea how they're talking to themselves. Right. And if, if you are watching someone, you're watching two friends and there was, you know, it was a guy and a guy. And one guy was like, Hey, you're an idiot. You're never going to do anything big. You're an imposter. You're fake. They know it. Like, you'd be like, dude, relax, man. You'd be like, (laughs) chill out. That's crazy. This guy over here is actually very accomplished, right? So you've almost got to kind of get outside of your body. First of all, you have to become aware of it, right? You, You have to be aware that's going on and you have to like catch these thoughts in your head. And I think the best way to do it is when you get an emotion, because when you get an emotion, there's a change, like when you're angry, right? Or when you're sad or when you're <clears throat> upset or happy or whatever, you notice a change, right? And then, you, and then the media is like, why is, it, why is that change there, right? When you get mad, why, why are you mad? Is it true? Like, does it make sense to be mad right now? Like, why am I mad? And sometimes you're mad because you're jealous. Sometimes you're mad because of something that doesn't even make any rational sense, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look for those emotions and go, why am I like, is this true? And, and a lot of times, I mean, 99% of the time, every worry that we have is completely irrational, com- completely irrational, you know, especially like for me to have imposter syndrome about, you know, Hey, you know, you're not that you haven't done that much or you somehow got lucky, you know, over the last six years in a row or whatever it is. But that's when I go back and look at it and go, is this true? And then I, and I you know, so it's some, if that's for you, if that's writing down a piece on a piece of paper of what you've accomplished, right. Or, or what you've done or who you are or what's important to you or, or going and asking a, 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 you know, a support system, whether that's a friend, fiance, you know, wife, husband, whatever. <clears throat> hey, what do you think about me? Right. Because we, we get, we focus on the negative and the negative is like, uh, like less than a 0.0001% of the information out in the world, but we focus on it because it, it, it's, it's, it's in our human nature. It, it's science. Like we have a negativity bias as humans because in the back in the day, it used to protect us from like tigers and shit, you know, like it used to protect <laughs> us from like, like we had to have that. We had to go like, what's wrong? Like what's going on? Like, but now, cause, cause you know, it's funny. It, it is funny. It, but it's like, why in the world when I'm taking a test, like in college or high school, and I've got five questions left and there's only 30 seconds left and I know I'm not going to finish it. Why does it feel like there's a tiger behind me? You know, like it's the same emotion. Like, you know, it's, it's maybe it's not as heightened, but it's like you feel genuine danger, right? And stress. And, and it's because your, your body is designed to try to protect you. Yeah. But in today's world, we don't really need protection like we used to. Like it, there's really nothing that's, 
in danger, right? Like a, like a mean Twitter comment, but I mean, it happens to me. I, so I, I get like a notification and I, and I read the, you know, I can only read like the first six words and before I have to like click on it and it stresses me out. Cause I know what those first six words are more likely to be a negative comment or whatever. And I'm like, all right, like, is this guy, is this guy like coming, like coming for you? Is he going to try to rob your house or something? Like, if not, then like stop freaking out, you know? So it's like trying to be aware of how the mind works, become aware of who you are, become aware of how you think, become aware of the irrationality of those thoughts. You know, like the imposter syndrome is, it's a real thing, but you have to go, Hey, you know, like I said, for you, if it's logic, then it's like, all right, you know, in your brain, you're going, hey, you know, you haven't done shit, you did, blah, 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 whatever. And then you have a piece of paper that goes, here's my resume. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You know, and then, then you move on and, you, and, and then you take action on whatever it is. But that, that's something that's always going to be. I mean, if you ask, I guarantee if you ask, you know, whoever, Grant Cardone, Elon Musk, I don't know, maybe not. He's a freak. But, you know, so <laughs> Jeff Bezos, anybody. You know, anybody who you can maybe consider successful, they're not just like, yeah, well, I hit, a, you know, I hit $10 million and then, you know, stress and anxiety went out the window. If anything, it probably goes up, you know, but they, those guys are dealing with that same thing. So I think it's something that, you know, it's, on social media, a lot of times people think that everything's a lot better than it is. Everybody thinks yeah. that, you know, everybody's a millionaire and everyone's crushing it. And no one's sad, no one's depressed, no one goes through anything tough, no one has a breakup, no one, you know, but all these things are going on in every single one of our lives. So I think they like, you know, sometimes keeping that in perspective of what's going on can really help you get a full picture of, of what's real and what's not, because, you know, you've got to try to think about things as rationally as possible. And if you do, if you commit to becoming aware of what's going on and how you're thinking and choosing to think you know, is that true? Is it not? And thinking rationally, you're going to find yourself in a lot better situation and, and just in every way, happier, smarter, more successful, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, we, we as human beings also have to re- recognize that, you know, those mental barriers are temporary and, you know, there's, there's an element of the work that you've conducted before that helps validate, you know, your, your success and what you claim is yours. But I think there's also this element of also st- still being a student and, and recognizing like i I don't have it all figured out yet. Um, I'm still on this path and journey. Yeah, I think everybody th- thinks that, you know, I mean, when it's funny, like if you think back in your life, like when I was 16, I'm like, you know, 14, whatever, you know, I was like, oh, you know, those seniors in high school, man, they're mm-hmm. so old, like they got it figured out, like, you know, and then you're at 18 and there's somebody that's a senior in college and you're like, dude, like, man, that guy's crushing it. Like, you know, he's got a job, you know, whatever. Right. And then you're like, all right, well, at 25, you know, at 25, like I'll know what's going on, you know, like 20. And, and obviously I've been able to, to do a lot of like cool things and like had some pretty good success, but like, I, I still think like, am I, am I like, like, how did, like, how did all this happen? You know, like what, like, cause it's, it's tough on a day-to-day basis. Not much changes. It's so incremental, like nothing, like my net worth can only change very, very, very incrementally day to day. Right. But over, over six years, it's changed incredibly. Right. So it's like, you really do just have to, to focus on the day. How do I have the best day possible? Right. Like same thing. Like what, how do you look back on that day and, and say, Hey, at the end of this day, before I go to sleep, what, what is going to make me say, Hey, I had a successful day. If you can, if you can stack enough of those together in a row, you're going to, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. 
And you know, I do want to pivot, Tyler, to you know the pieces around financial independence. And we, we talked a little bit, man, in, in show prep around you know, your definition around financial independence. And you shared with me, you know, this this piece around because you have you know what over a million dollars in 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 a real estate portfolio, or you know, you have both a tri and a quadplex. You have you have stocks, um, and you know there there is this element of like seeking financial independence. What what's your definition for that? Well, it's funny because my account's called defining wealth. And so that's kind of the whole point is that defining is a, it's a verb. It's present tense. It's always going to be present tense. And so my account is about trying to figure out, Hey, I'm going to give you a lot of pieces, right? I'm gonna give you a lot of ideas. And you know, there's a million different ways to do this, but I want to help you find your own definition of what wealth is. And the second part is I want to help you get there as soon as possible. So for me, you know, I think that like my my definition of wealth, which is kind of my similar to my definition of financial independence, a little bit different. But wealth in general to me is is being able to fully experience your life, right? And that's a very good short general explanation, right? You know, being able to be time independent, you know, work when you want, work independent, work on what you want, work on it where you want, work on it who you who, with who you want, um, and then the last part is is money independence, um, which is being able to, you know, not have to worry about money at all. So for a lot of people, it could be, you know, a lot of different things. I think that uh, in the financial independence community, a lot of people, it's funny because they're the, they're the most likely, they're the the hardest working, most successful people, like statistically speaking, like much more hardworking and, and, much more hardworking than the average population, right? Because they're they're thinking about financial independence. They're thinking about investing. They're thinking about raising their income. They're thinking about all these things, right? Um, but it's like, there's this idea where it's like, you've got to build up this giant stock portfolio mm-hmm. and then just like, you know, retire and then like take a little bit, you know, out of it every year. And then like, you know, hope you kind of don't run out of money or something, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. kind of like the very general idea of financial independence. I know there's more to it, but I think that the idea is, is there's a lot, there's infinite definitions because for somebody, you know, they could have a couple of rental properties, right. Or they could house hack, right. Or they mm-hmm. buy a property, have people live in the other units in the property. So they don't pay rent. Maybe they don't have a car payment, you know, maybe they only need a thousand bucks a month, 1500 bucks a month. Right. right. So maybe they, you know, maybe they have a $200,000 stock portfolio. that has got a 8% dividend. I, I don't know, you know, and like, so maybe all their expenses are paid. Right. But for me, I, I think that like what I want is, is to be able to have enough, which I already, I already do technically now I'm financially free to where I have enough money coming in to where like, I, I would never run out of money. Like I have enough money come in per month. And it's, it's, around the same as my personal expenses. Mm-hmm. And then I've also got a stock portfolio and all these things that I can pull money from, which would never run out until the day I die regardless. So for me, it's, it's more so about what are your goals and like, what do you want in life? And what, what, how do you, let's look like we're doing on the day thing. Let's look back on our life. Like, you know, like we're 95 years old, whatever. What do you want to look back and said that say that you did? Yeah. You know? And so for some people that might be, Hey, well, I only need like, a $300,000 stock portfolio, one rental property. And because I'm quitting my, my job to go chase my dream that I'm going to be able to monetize. Right. So like, I mean, somebody who runs their own business and they're happy and they're stoked 
and they've got enough money and they're building up. You know, I mean, I would, I would consider them financially independent. Like, like it's, it's all about like being able, like being not lying to yourself about it, being 100% honest, content and happy in your situation. So it's like some people, if they really do want to work their job their whole life, whatever it might be, some people do, you know, then, then good for you. You know, like I still think you should invest because you want to have the option to retire. Right. Which is another big part of it. You financial freedom isn't necessarily like you have to quit your job and retire. It's just like you have the option to, right. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I ask people like, Oh, I I love my job. I don't want to quit. I'm like, one, you're probably lying. Two, uh, you would like the option to, you can't tell me that you would not like the option to retire someday. You know, but people, you know, people sometimes are, again, I think they associate like some sort of fear or, or imposter syndrome or like, I'll never get there. So I need to fight this and I need to knock it down. And I need to tell people who think that they're stupid because then that makes me feel better about my situation. But, you know, for me, the financial independence is really about fully being able to fully experience your life. So, you know, like I said, for me, you know, if I got to a point where I, where I did stop working, a, I've got enough coming in from real estate. B, I've got a stock portfolio. There's dividends coming from that. And I could also pull from that. And then, you know, the last thing is, you know, I, my dream, I'm not going to stop working. I mean, like, I don't know if I, like, I've made that apparent by who I am or how I talk, but I've got a lot of big goals, big dreams. And I want to go provide value to the world because I feel like I've been given a gift that not many are given and I need to spread that to help people change their life. So for me, it's, and I'm, and I'm going to make money doing that, you know, and I think that is absolutely 100% fair to, you know, provide X amount of value, right. And charge people 10 times less than whatever that is. I'm happy. They're happy. I make money. So for me, in that case, when I'm making money from what doing, what I love teaching people, coaching people, um, I, I would consider that to be financially independent. Oh, thanks for that. Have, have you figured out those passions that, you know, you're going to be running towards when, you decide that work is off. I mean, I, I think this account kind of accidentally became it in a way. I mean, I've always been a teacher. I've always been a coach. I've always been a leader, not necessarily. Well, sometimes officially, sometimes not. Um, but I've always loved talking. I've always loved speaking. I've always loved learning. I've always loved creating, right? Um, and this account, I didn't really know it, but it became all those things for me. So I think this was back in... Um, right after COVID started, I had a little bit more time on my hands. Um, and I kind of, I was doing this, this journal technique. It's called, I think like the wheel of life or something like that, or journal wheel. I don't know. You probably Google it, but it's like eight to 10 pieces of a pie. And each pie is, you know, one is like finances, right? One is, uh, your job. One is your relationship with your spouse. One is your friends. One is your fun. One is your, uh, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, right? And and then the, you rate them all one to ten, and then the journal exercise is basically, you know, let's say I rated my my physicality a, a five, right? My physical health. All right, how do I make that a seven in the next thirty days? Like, what would I have to come back and change to make that a seven? Right? Maybe it's all right. I need to add a workout in, or I need to sit in the sauna more. I need to, you know, whatever it is, right? Then you make those changes. You come back in thirty days and you go. All right, how do I make it an eight? How do I make it a nine? How do you know whatever? And there was one thing on there that just kept staring back at me because most of it was like honestly, I'm like finances, probably a 10. Like my relationship with my spouse, probably a 10. Like my friends, like, you know, eh, you know, like I kind of been like, you know, not hanging out with them as much as I should. All right, you know, whatever. But the one that kept staring back at me was contribution. 
And I don't even know why they put it on there because it's very specific, but I'm like, you got me, you know, like, and I, it was like a one or a two, you know, and I'm like, God, you know, it was, and, and I think that stared back at me so much because contribution had been such a large part of my life forever. You know, in some way, I always felt like I was giving back. I always felt like I was coaching, teaching, and I was doing a little bit of that at my work, but not like I wanted to be doing. And I have all these other passions. So this whole time, the last six years, you know, I've been before I even started an account, right? My account was more of the effect of my success as opposed to the cause of my success. You know, I was, I was doing real estate. Yeah. I was investing in stocks. I was raising my income. I was, you know, all these different things. And I had a passion about these things, but I didn't really have anywhere to share it. I didn't really have anywhere to, to tell people. And I've done a little bit for my personal account, but I was like, you know what? These people didn't sign up for this. You know, like, you know, like they, you know, like they, some of these people just, it's like my grandma. She just wants to see like pictures of my, <laughs> my girl and you know, whatever. So I'm like, dude, you know what? And there was a little bit of like imposter syndrome there. I mean, every step of the way, I was like, dude, like what makes me think I should start an account? You know, I got on there. I was like, oh, like, okay. Yeah. And it validated a lot, you know, along the way. But for me, uh, you know, it was really the contribution I felt like was missing from my life. And then it turned into a, all right, well, let's see if people like it. You know, I'm just going to post every day. Let's see what happens. Let's see if I can get to a thousand followers on Instagram. Got to a thousand, right? It took me probably a couple months to get to a thousand, <clears throat> you know, and then the next month, or two, I got to like 5,000. Right. And then like the next two or two months, I got to like 10,000. And then I went from 10,000 to 20,000 in like three weeks, you know, or I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it was like a month and a half, but it was quick, you know? So it's like, all right. You know, cause I was like, all right, well, I'm not legit till I get to one. I'm not legit till I get to 5,000. I'm not legit till I get to 10,000. Like that guy at 20,000, I'll never get there. And then like next month I was there, I was like, Damn, I'm running out of excuses. Like, you know, I'm running out of like, I'm running out of imposter syndromes to like come up with. And then, yeah. And that's another thing that, and I've always realized this in everything that I've done, that it's, there's never a point where you're legit. There's never a point where you should create a course. There's never a point. Like, obviously you need to know what you're doing and you need to, again, not fake it till you make it right. You need, you need to, to, if you're charging people for something or being a coach, something you need to be legit. But if you're saying like, Oh, like, you know, I'm I'm not going to start doing lives until I hit 10,000. I think you should do everything from the beginning. Like, yeah. I think you should just run it up and cause you're going to fail. You're going to suck at it. You might as well suck at it when no one's looking at your stuff. And, and by the time you get to 10, 15,000, you're going to be hitting the ground running, you know? So for me, it's, it's become my passion. It's, it's, I have a proof of concept that people like what I'm talking about, which, which is so exciting because you know, I've been doing this for six years and I, it's pretty lonely. You know, I don't talk to my friends about this and maybe they're thinking about it. They're not thinking about it like I am. I guarantee that. But, 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 you know, maybe they're investing in stocks, stuff like that. But you talk with guys, you're just talking about sports and, you know, whatever. You're not really like, so for me to have a place where there's other like-minded individuals who are signing up saying, Hey, I want to listen to you. I want to hear what's going on. I, I, I want to learn from you. And then you're just all the people over the last, 10 months or so reaching out. Hey man, you changed my life. Hey man, you know, I bought my first rental property because of you. Hey man, you know, I invest in the stock market, you know, and, and I've made X amount of money. Like, Hey man, I raised my income. I changed my life. I'm like, dude, that's crazy. It's crazy. Cause you think about the, the aspect of creation, right? Creation is something that is created out of, out of what was previously nothing. And you're like, all right, well, what if I would have just never created this account? You know, I would have never known. Right. I would, I would have never known that these things wouldn't have existed because I would have had no conception that they were out there. Right. To exist. So it's like I think about that all the time. It's like, what else am I not doing? Right. What am I not? What am I giving up on or what am I not taking to its fullest extent? And, and you know, some people 
oh, well, you know, I haven't made a course or I, or I don't go live or I don't want to get on Instagram or I don't want to do this. You know, yeah, maybe maybe that's the right answer. Maybe it's not. But it's like, what do you, what do you, you think you're like being selfless, but you might be being selfish. Like there is somebody out there who is going to benefit from you contributing, right? And creating, right? And so a lot of people think that they're not worthy of creating and they have that imposter syndrome, but you're not missing out. Somebody else, you're, you're going to be the same regardless almost of whether or not you create, but there is somebody out there whose life needs to be changed. And they can be, whether you have two followers, 10 followers or 10 million followers, there is, there is, cause people reach out to me when I had 50 followers, dude, like, Hey man, you changed my life. You know, like I'm just getting out of jail, like all this crazy stuff. I'm like what, you know, like, I didn't know that like, this was actually going to be, you know, like it has an effect on people, whether you, whether you realize it or not. So this has kind of become, you know, my passion and my, my, um, my life. And there, there's a lot of places where it's, it, that's the thing. It's infinite of where it can go and all the paths that can go down. I mean, right now I see it as, you know, I see it as courses, right. And then maybe potentially live, live courses in real estate, getting your finances together, investing, you know, eventually I want to do like some sort of social media, like running an on, like building an online business, monetizing an online business to help people get out of that imposter syndrome. You know? So it's like, my, my problem is that I don't, I don't know what a niche is and I don't want to know what a niche is because people tell me you need to niche down. Like you need to do this. You need to talk about, you know, this specific ETF or, you know, whatever, right. Mm -hmm. That might be an extreme example, but for me, it's like, I want to add value wherever I feel like I can add value. Sometimes I talk about relationships. Sometimes I talk about finance. Sometimes I talk about real estate. Sometimes I talk about mindset. Sometimes I talk about emotions, right? Because it's, I have a wide range just from what I've decided to expose myself to over the years. And so I don't think anyone else is really doing that. Not that it's the right thing or the wrong thing, but it's my thing that, you know, like people are like, Hey, I, I, I only post about the stock market and that's what I do. I'm a trader. Cool. Whatever. As long as that's your thing, do your thing. But my thing, and, and sometimes it helps me. Sometimes it hurts me because, you know, sometimes I don't sell as many of my real estate courses because I'm out here talking about, you know, uh, affirmations and stuff. But it's like, I want people to come to my church, right? And, and I want to spread the, the, the gospel. I want to spread the message. I want to spread whatever it might be, whether, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial, right? I want to spread the messages where I feel like I can, can benefit someone's life, regardless of what topic it's on. No, amen. Preach, brother. That's, that's amazing. Um, and I think that, you know, the, what I loved is that, you know, you found the gap that was contribution. And I feel like everything that, you know, yourself, me with this podcast, everyone else, you know, our, our mutual friends on Twitter and Instagram, it's all in, in the effort of service. And I feel like, you know, if, if you have that as your North Star, people are going to be attracted to it and want, and want to subscribe. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, that, that is like, something that people forget about, especially like creators and myself included. It's like, it's like, you know, content, content, need to tweet, need to do this, need to put a video out, need to put a podcast out, whatever. And we, you know, sometimes we, we get a little numb, I guess, to what's going on and who we're affecting. <clears throat> and there's a, there's a lot of negativity, you know, like, especially like once I've gotten big on an Instagram, you know, like I'll post something and I mean, God forbid I leave out a, an apostrophe or some shit, you know, and it's, it's the end of the world. You know, that's the kind of a joke. I let that stuff roll off. But sometimes, you know, like, you know, there, there's, there's, it's, there's, with, with, with a lot of attention, there, there's good, there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. But, you know, like, even today, you know, I check my, 
my Twitter messages, which I, which I'm pretty bad at. Cause I've, I haven't really, I'm still like kind of just new to Twitter. So I'm like, all right, I need to like get more on the DMS and stuff. But, um, you know, this guy just reached out and like, again, I, I feel like I'm starting over on Twitter because like, I remember when I had like 2000, a thousand, 2000 followers on Instagram. I'm like, ah, I have no followers. This is pointless, blah, 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 whatever. And now I'm at 20,000. It really doesn't feel that much different to be honest. But I, I started over on Twitter and I liked it because I could say almost whatever I wanted, you know, because and, and not like in a bad way, but it was just a little bit more free and I could post more. Right. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't just like one post a day. Um, and so I've just been posting and like, I'm like, dude, only like two people are favoriting my stuff. Like, you know, I guess I suck, you know, whatever. Right. And, and you just keep doing it. More and more people, you know, um, get on there. But this guy messaged me and was like, hey, man you know, I've been watching your stuff for like the last few months and, you know, it's really made an impact on my life. And, you know, like, I just want to say thank you. I'm like, dude, you know, so stuff like that, that, that really, you know, keeps people like us going, you know, and it should be our focus. Yeah. And that was one thing that, you know, it allowed me to kind of reaffirm my podcast was, you know, just hearing, you know, literally, like I just crossed the 1000, you know, download mark. And I saw that man. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Thanks. And I, I think what you said resonates because it's like, if, if we're able to reach that one person, you know, even when you said you, you know, one person reached out to your DM at, you know, 50 followers, that should continue to, to continue, uh, having you motivated in, in the service that you're doing, man. So you're definitely doing something great. I think that's something that, you know, like I was saying to your question about imposter syndrome. And then I was talking about, all right, we'll go back and say, is it true? And look at the facts. I mean, some people, what you need to do is you get a comment like that. Dude, print out every single fucking positive comment and, and put it on a wall. Make it your phone background. Like, mm. make a, a quilt if you want of it. You know, whatever you want to do. Like, That'll be the new merch, man. That'll be your new merch. Every single day, man. Like, you, like, because, and, and this is, like, again, advice to myself. But, you know, I think sometimes we look at those, we, we, we see 30 comments, and we're like, oh, that, here's the negative one, you yeah. know? But we skip over the 29. I think a lot of them have a lot of, there's a lot of power in those positive comments and those positive comments, it goes back and it gets you into those emotions. Right. And then from those emotions, we're able to, to, to serve our, our highest purpose, you know? So I, my, my uh, phone background pretty much at, at any time is, um, you know, like I had uh, Chris Johnson, who's, you know, like, like yeah, he's a big, a big motivator for me. Um, You know, I basically, that was one of the reasons why I started my account because I was following guys like him Um and I saw like what he was doing. I saw the potential in it. I saw like <clears throat> just how many people, like the value that was being provided and everything. And I was like, Oh, all right. this is like a legitimate, like, yeah, I, I guess like when you see somebody else do it, you're like, it, it makes it more legit, you know? And like, it shouldn't be like that. Even if you want to start something completely new, you should probably do it as long as you're not hurting anybody. But um, you know, seeing guys like him. So he, I think he like just made a comment on Twitter, like replied back and he's like, yo, I, yeah, I love your energy or something like that, man. And it was, it was small, it was short, but it was like, from somebody that, that I look up to and that's part of my phone background um, with, with a couple, I have three pictures that are all my, they're on my phone mm-hmm. background, but that's, that's one of them. Uh, that's great. I, I think we have to use every ounce of you know positive energy to continue our mission. And, you know, I think, you know, you're, you're doing the right thing, man. Um, you know, I'm just honored to have you on. And um, I do have one. It's a, it's a lightning round. This is a kind of a, a new format that I'm doing with, with, with a podcast. So I, I got one question for you and um Dead or alive, if you were ha- able to have a guest to have dinner with, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, man, 
I think I think you know I don't want to put you on the spot here, but my, this one this one my, my dad passed away four years. God, it's been three three years now, three, four years now. Um, probably my dad, man. You know, I, I it's it's he passed when I was twenty four. Um, right, I was about to turn twenty five. Um, there's a lot of good picks out there, a lot of minds I'd like to pick, but um, there's a lot of questions that I didn't know I needed to ask. If that makes sense. Um, and so I think, and, and obviously I would just love to see him regardless. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that I'd, I would choose, choose my dad. Oh, that's, that's great, man. And, um, coming from a father as well, that, 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 that hits home for me. So, um, no, appreciate you sharing that man. And, um, you know, again, man, I appreciate you taking the time, you know, uh, Tyler, where can people find you? So I'm on Instagram uh, at defining.wealth, um, Twitter. I think it, it's something it's like I had to change like one letter on all of them because it wasn't available, but um, just, just, just look up defining wealth on Twitter, Instagram. I'm, somehow I'm on TikTok, So, you know, go check me out there. I'm trying to, trying to get with the times, um, you know, Facebook, wherever, literally I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. Just look up defining wealth. Um, what I'm offering right now is I have, um, you know, in my link in my bio on Instagram or Twitter, you know, you can, there's a lot of free tools. Like, so I have a free budget calculator, free net worth calculator, um, free example, financial plan, basically like a, uh, kind of like a chart of, of basically everything, income, investment accounts. And it's not exactly what yours should look like, but what one might look like to kind of give you an idea. And I've never seen anyone else do that. Um, so I think that that's really beneficial. So you can download that for free. Um, I also have a personal finance webinar, it's like two hours on honestly, it's probably better than a lot of courses as far as like, Hey, do you want to get your finances together? This, then, then that would be something for you to download. It's free. Um, and then I also have a real estate webinar. Um, that's kind of like a, like a 30, 45 minute webinar of just kind of like showing you a little bit about real estate that is, that is free. And it's kind of an introduction to my course. My course is, is, you know, the, the home run whole deal, um, everything you need to know to buy your first rental property from A to Z. Like I go over where exactly to find the, it's, it's six hours of video. So it's literally me just like this on zoom going, here's my computer screen. Here's the websites I go to. Here's the numbers to punch in. Here's what you want to look at. You know, here's how to run the numbers to decide whether it's a good investment, bad investment. Here's where you should buy. Here's where you shouldn't buy, you know? And, and then I go over a few different strategies as far as, Hey, like, you know, if your market's bad, then look at these. If your market's good, look at these. If you want to live in the house, look at these. If you don't look at these. So I try to help you find, it's not just me going, Hey, this is what I did. This is what you should do. It's like, Hey, how do I find a strategy that works for me? And, and then also I teach you how to go. It's literally from the beginning to end, as far as organizing everything to making an offer, looking at an inspection report, you know, how to build your team, how to run the property, literally everything. So I built that because I read a lot of books and I, and I have a lot of experience in real estate. Um, and I never found a book that was able to do that for me. Cause at the end of every book, I'd be like, yeah, but how, you know, like, yeah, yeah but you know, like I need to see somebody doing it, you know, and a lot of it, you're just gonna have to figure out. But with the course, I'm able to literally show you like, Hey, black and white, this is, this is the website, everything. So I'm really excited about it. I've sold over a hundred, hundred copies and, and I've only had it off like a month and a half. Um, so, you know, go there and use the, the code wealth for, for a 15 off 15% off discount. Um, and yeah, you know, check me out, share it with your friends. Um, I, I really appreciate you having me on, man. 
as you can tell, I mean, I'm sure this, this might go longer than your normal ones. Cause it's all good. <laughs> it's all good, man. I, I mean, like you said, I, I, I think I have a lot of stuff pent up that I want to, that I want to talk about. I don't get an opportunity to do as much, but I, I really, really um, enjoy talking about this stuff. Cause like I said, this is the stuff that people actually need to hear. That's going to change their life. No, absolutely. And, and, and that's why, you know, I'm honored to have you on and, you know, really go in depth, um, you know, that you, know, you can't put in a Twitter post or you can't put yeah, in an Instagram no post. So. Definitely not Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Um, so again, Tyler, I, I'm going to put all your information in the show notes. And, you know, again, man, appreciate you coming out this evening. Absolutely, man. No doubt. All right. Thanks, brother. Yeah.